Everyone needs a pastor. A visit to the pastor's study brings biblically faithful pastoral ministry to you and help from those with proven experience in Christian service. We want you to be part of the program during the 30 minutes ahead. To visit the pastor's study today, text your question at 516-367-0391. Again, that's 516-367-0391. Now welcome to today's Visit to the Pastor's Study with Pastor Bill Shishko. And I am your host, Pastor Bill Shishko. We invite your calls. If you're listening on Saturday, you can call in live, 631-955-5400, Saturday calls only. And any time in the week, you can text your questions, 516-367-0391. Well, this is Counseling Month on a visit to the pastor's study, but by counseling, I don't mean just any kind of counseling. There's all kinds of that available. But biblical counseling, counseling that takes the Bible seriously and diagnosing human problems and providing help that that really works and doing that in a context that represents Jesus Christ, who is the Wonderful Counselor. Well, what many call the biblical counseling movement began in 1970 with the publication of the book Competent to Counsel by Dr. J. Adams. It challenged the idea that Christian counseling was simply secular counseling with some references to Scripture. True Christian counseling is meant to apply the whole Word of God to the ways in which personal sinfulness and life in a sinful world warp the way we think, the way we feel, and the way we respond to life circumstances. True change comes through faith in Jesus Christ, repentance, and walking in ways of new obedience. Now, that doesn't make change easy, because a biblical view of the world is quite honest about the fact that Even true believers in Christ are in a constant battle with the unholy trinity of the world, the flesh, and the devil. But the holy trinity is more powerful than the unholy trinity, and by the gospel, true change really is possible. No situation is hopeless when you keep people focused on the God of hope. Since the publication of Competent to Counsel nearly a half a century ago, thousands of men and women have received training in biblical counseling, and these thousands who faithfully demonstrate the grace of God and bring the message of that grace to distressed people who are are seeing the kinds of changes that Christ really does bring through the gospel, the good news of his incarnation, his death, his resurrection, and his reign. As a pastor, I am deeply convinced of the importance of biblical counseling, and I've seen the fruits of biblical counseling over my nearly 40 years of ministry. But what excites me today is the way biblical counseling centers are popping up like mushrooms across our nation. Trained men and women have moved biblical counseling from the pastor's study to medical complexes, business offices, homes, and schools. To begin our counseling month, I want you to learn about one biblical counseling center and two of its counselors, a husband-wife team. I want you to learn a little something about its work, and I want you to get excited yourself about having an outreach like this in your community. And I want to do this under the title, Counseling Women. 
Now, that's a dual meaning, as you're going to find out in a few minutes. Hope Counseling Services is centered in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. I love its mission statement. Hope Counseling Services exists to create safe places where people of all ages and stages of life can speak honestly about their struggles, encounter the living Redeemer, and find the hope and lasting change that he alone provides through Christ-centered, biblically-based counseling and training. We do this by, one, providing biblical counseling for problems in daily living, two, training and developing biblical counselors, and three, resourcing the church for counseling-related needs. Now, that's a great model for any biblical counseling center. Wes Tubal is the executive director of Hope Counseling Services, and his wife, Jacqueline, is one of the several counselors on its staff. There's a lot that we can discuss about this work, but because they're a husband and wife team, I want to focus on counseling women. So we've got a lot to do in the minutes that are ahead, and if you keep listening, you'll find out how you can get a free book that will help you as you get into the waters of biblical counseling. If you're listening on Saturday, you can call in with your questions. Live call-in number 631-955-5400, or you can text your questions any time in the week, 516-367-0391. You can put that under a visit to the pastor's study or Pastor Bill, 516-367-0391. We want you to stay in contact with me. Wes and Jacqueline Tubal, welcome to a visit to the pastor's study. Great to be with you. Good to have you. We've got a lot to do, so let's get right into it. Tell us, uh, Wes and Jacqueline, a little bit about yourselves. Sure. Interestingly, our stories have a lot of parallels to them, though we met in seminary during our counseling training. But uh, I came to Christ around 18 years old, very involved in campus ministry, uh, served as a campus minister for six years down in North Carolina, but it was through a, a personal crisis of my own that uh, led me to understand what biblical counseling was, as some faithful men just walked alongside me in my time of need and helped me see what true and lasting fruit would look like in my life, which eventually led me to dedicate my life uh, to biblical counseling, and I headed up to Westminster Seminary in Philadelphia, uh, where I met Jacqueline. Jacqueline, tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> I um, I came to know Christ in my freshman year of college as well, and I um, received a lot of training and discipleship through a college ministry. And I, when I graduated from college, I went with that ministry to South Africa to help start it. So I lived there for about six years working with women's ministry there, and then I went up to Westminster um, to get my master's in biblical counseling and uh, training through uh, CCEF, and that's yeah, where Wes and I met, and we have three children, and we're busy with them. I was going yeah, and very busy schedules with everything on your plates. You mentioned CCEF, the Christian Counseling and Educational Foundation, and and on your website you you say uh, Hope Counseling Services quote intentionally aligned with the CCEF model of care. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yes, one of the things that we have really appreciated about our training through CCEF is the centrality of Christ in counseling. 
Uh, he is the great redeemer of sinners. He is the wonderful counselor, and he's the great comforter of sufferers. Uh, we've really appreciated how CCF places such a high emphasis on Scripture and knowing what Scripture says and how Scripture teaches us who God is, who we are as his people, and who we are as embodied souls and the things that we experience uh, in life in a fallen world, the, the troubles that come out of us and our sins, the troubles that come at us uh, because of the brokenness of our world. And uh, we've just really appreciated how CCF has taught a really wise, patient, biblically-focused uh, model of care that really seeks to come alongside people in their moments of need. And, and you two actually worked with CCEF, for several years before you started Hope Counseling Services, right? Yes. I um, Prior to graduating from college, I did the internship there for the counseling program um, and was supervised by a faculty. And then I was counseling there for five years and doing um, admin work within the counseling department. Um, and we actually, well, I'm continuing to work with CCF with their online program and even Westminster as well with their online program. And Wes, you and I had the opportunity to serve as the director of the School of Biblical Counseling for five years when I was there as well, so helping to to raise up and train uh, counselors, pastors all all over the world through CCEF's online program. Yeah, you you two were right, literally right in the middle of the the so-called biblical counseling movement. Well, well, we're focusing on counseling women, and and that's a a coin with two sides to it. Let's look at one side that I intend by that. Uh, Both Wes and and Jacqueline, what are the main issues that bring women to you both for counseling? That's a great question. In some ways, it's it's the main issues that bring all of us to counseling, things like depression, uh, anxiety, uh, marital difficulties, sometimes marital difficulties with a husband who's not changing, and they really need help to know how to, what love looks like, how to persevere, uh, body, uh, body harm, eating disorders, uh, life, stage, life stage changes, um, questions about calling, those kind of things. Uh, Jack, may have more to add to that list. Shame uh, would be another big one. Do you have others to add? Those are the main ones. Yeah, okay. Well, now, okay, so we're going to focus in on one, but for, for now... What are some of the main elements of your counseling on, on any of these issues? There must be certain foundational things that you go to in, in dealing with any issues that come to you. Yeah, I would say that we I would say that we really want the people coming in for help to know God personally. Um, and what I mean by that is to, to know who he says he is in his word, but to also know um, that he is living and active, and if they have put their trust in Christ, that that he dwells within them by his Spirit. And so in order to be very specific with how the Lord is personal with them, how he's compassionate, and and yet um, is going to be their good shepherd, we want to more understand as well the particular ways that they're struggling and suffering um, or, you know, sinning. Um, we want them to be able to... Um, identify and name those things so that we can see how does the Lord actually come alongside and speak into what they're struggling with, and also how does their story fit in the greater story of Scripture and who the Lord is and who they are in Christ, and how do they live out of who they truly are by the change that He has given them and bringing them to life. 
Yeah, yeah, talk a little bit more about that. I hear the phrase, and I like it, actually, but uh, our stories in relation to God's story, Jacqueline, what, what do you mean by that? Yeah, I think so. I think there's the meta narrative of Scripture um, where there's, um, you know, we know the creation, um, who the Lord is, um, who He created us to be, and then there's the fall, and there's the Lord's redemption in Christ, and the way that um, we can live out of what Christ has done for us now through His salvation and His life, death, and resurrection, and the hope that we have and what will fully come in uh, glorification. So I think that's the meta-narrative of Scripture, but I think sometimes that can feel um, distant or elusive when you have real struggles in front of you. So it's it's also helping someone to be able to um, identify what those things are and and how does that fit in with what the Lord has offered them in Christ okay. very practically so that it's not just remaining abstract, but that it is actually faith fleshed out, becoming functional theology for them. Oh, interesting. We're, we're going to, j- just so you know, the audience as you're listening, we're going to focus in on anxiety and worries in, in, in a moment. But before we get to that, listen to this message from the voice of a visit to the pastor's study. It's not enough to listen to pastors on the radio or to watch them on television. Everyone needs a biblically faithful pastor and everyone needs a biblically faithful church. A Visit to the Pastor's Study is a ministry of the Orthodox Presbyterian Churches in the metropolitan New York area. We're no substitute for a faithful pastor in a local church, but we are a supplement. Visit our website, www.visitthepastorsstudy.org, and you can bring the ministry of this program right to your electronic device. Here you'll find archives of past programs, a weekly message from Pastor Bill's Pastor's Post, helps for pastors, helps for congregation members, material for officer training, and much more. That's www.visitthepastorsstudy.org. And we also invite you to contact the host of this program, Pastor Bill Shishko. You can email him at visitpastorbill at gmail.com. He'd love to hear from you so that he can bring his pastoral ministry to you personally. That's visitpastorbill.com. Bill at gmail.com. Remember, everyone needs a pastor. And now back to today's edition of A Visit to the Pastor's Study. Your host, Pastor Bill Shishko, with you. Today's topic, Counseling Women. My guests today are Wes and Jacqueline Tubal of Hope Counseling Services in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. You'll hear more about that work in a few minutes. You can text your questions any time in the week on any topic. We put together our programs in large measure based on your questions and suggestions, 516-367-0391. Or you can call my study, 516-593-1507. You'll get my electronic secretary, but she will obligingly take your message, and I'll respond to it as soon as I'm able. Or as our voice told you, you can email me visit pastorbill at gmail.com. And you'll want that email address because we have a free book offer coming up, and you'll have to use that address if you're going to take advantage of it. Wes and Jacqueline, you told me that anxiety brings about half of the people you work with, both women and men, to Hope Counseling Services. Okay, so as biblical counselors, how do you deal with worry and anxiety? Well, I can just start 
briefly and let Jacqueline speak more to this, but something that Dr. David Pallison, who some of uh, the listeners may be familiar with, uh, has been fond of saying is that given the world in which we live, we have good reasons to fear, but given the God we serve, we have even greater reasons to trust. And so one of the big things we're trying to do is together to discover, like, what are your fears? What are the actual things your fears are saying? But so much more importantly, who is this God we serve? What does he say about himself and his word? How does he promise his nearness to us in the midst of our fears and our anxieties in such a way that in very tangible, practical ways we can trust him in the midst of the places where we're fearful and anxious, which is a problem that's really exploding in our society in ways that we can actually not be hijacked by our fears and anxieties, but actually live life in faith, trusting and the very good promises of our near and faithful God. Excellent. Jacqueline, as you deal with women with anxieties and worries, what do you develop with them? Yeah, I think one thing that I develop with them is actually helping to embody to them the way that the Lord cares about what those anxieties are, that it's not a matter of asking them to just not worry or to not, care about those things because the Lord cares about them if they're on their heart. And for a lot of the anxieties and worries that people have, there is a legitimacy to them. They they fear them because they're actually things that you cannot guarantee that won't happen. So I think in some ways, just embodying the Lord's patience and compassion, helping them to know that you can speak these things, not only to me, but we can speak them to the Lord because he cares about them. And um, and I think one of the other bigger pieces is helping people see that even though they might still feel anxious, it doesn't mean that they aren't necessarily trusting the Lord. It very well could mean that they're trusting the Lord and not trusting themselves to try to make themselves feel better. No. So I think sometimes it can be counterintuitive to live by faith and to know I am turned towards the Lord. I'm pouring my heart out to Him, as Psalm 62 says. I'm fixing my eyes on him, and by faith, I'm going to do the next thing, um, and I, I'm going to have dominion over this anxiety rather than to be controlled by yeah. it. But just because I feel it doesn't mean that um, I'm not trusting the Lord. Yeah. So really, in a lot of ways, your instruments to, to remind people or maybe bring to them for the first time the promises of the God who's, who's much greater than their anxieties, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's just interesting, all the ways Scripture talks about do not fear, and right next to that is is always that promise, for I am with you. And yeah, it's being able to hold out from all the places in Scripture that really says that, and the Lord wants us to know over and over again that promise of His. All right, let's go to the second side of the coin of this topic, counseling women. Jacqueline, give us some practical suggestions for women who want to become biblical counselors to other women. So I would say that they're probably already counselors. Um, it's just as a matter of what the content of what they're speaking to one another is. And so in that way, I would say um, growing and knowing who the Lord is, and even as you were saying, what are his promises and who who is the God who is near. Um, so I think knowing the Lord in Scripture, I think growing in who they are in Christ already, like what does it mean that they are the Lord's? What does it mean that they're, the Lord's steadfast love is towards them, and how do we live out of that reality? Um, so I think some of it is just themselves growing and maturing in Christ, and that out of their own relationship with the Lord, they're going to be able to offer Him to other people. Yeah. 
And then other resources um, might be like even CCEF, the Christian Counseling Education Foundation. If you go to ccef.org, you're able to search, and there are like tons of articles and audio for specific issues that uh, men and women struggle with. Um, so I think that would be one resource. Um, and the CCF also does offer classes as well. I love, um, I usually end up encouraging my counselees to try to take a class through CCEF um, just because it's helping them to grow wiser and to walk with the Lord. So um, probably one other way might be to even ask um, the elders or pastors within the churches is how can I, how can I continue to grow um, and, and seeing if there's other opportunity to walk with women within the church and structures that are already there or informally and probably just to move towards other women to initiate with them, especially in such an isolated um, culture that we're living in, whether married or single, um, I think there's ways that, that there can be isolation and loneliness more today than there has yeah. been in other yeah. times. Yeah, oddly enough, it happens in a culture that's so connected in so many ways. Jacqueline and Wes, I, I, the topic here reveals one of my biases, and correct me if I'm wrong, I am a strong believer that by and large women should be counseling other women and men, uh, men counseling other men, not exclusively. But am I am I in the right wavelength with that or not? I think there's a lot of lot of truth to that, and and there's ways that uh, even in the, the context of the church, you know, God has given us very faithful men called to be pastors and elders, and yet there's ways that uh, that women uh, working with other women, feeling safe, be able to share those things, uh, being able to talk with one another about that, and the same thing. Uh, with men with men, I think by and large, if those resources are there and you can do that, men with men, women with women, it can be a very healthy, uh, it can be a very healthy dynamic. Amen. Wes, t- tell us more about Hope Counseling Services and be sure to give us your contact information. Sure, I'll, I'll start with that. It's uh, hopechapelhill.org. Uh, hopechapelhill.org uh, is our website and you can contact us by phone or web submission there. But uh, really, uh, as you mentioned in the beginning of the program, we, we are a counseling center, so we do provide Christ-centered biblical counseling. But then one, one key component of our ministry is we, we want to be integrally connected to the local church. Uh, we want churches to feel safe referring people up to us to counsel, but during the counseling process, uh, so much as the people who are counseling are open to it, we want to stay connected to the church during that process as well, because God has called the church to be the place where we really walk these things out faithfully. And then HOPE is seeking to be a place that trains and equips the church for counseling-related needs, so providing training seminars, helping pastors with consultation. When they have pastoral needs, they can call us. Uh, We have pastors' lunches on a quarterly basis. Uh, We do seminars and small group trainings in churches, so we're just trying to help raise up lay leaders, pastoral leaders, elders, uh, you name it, are, are things that we're trying to do and really seeking to be a blessing to churches in our community. HopeChapelHill.org. Hey, Wes and Jacqueline, many thanks for being with us today. Well, time now for counsel from the pastor's study. As a pastor, I'm always giving people literature that will help move them along on whatever we've discussed in a counseling session or in any 
conversation that's engaged people about Jesus and the gospel. Now, let me do the same thing by offering you a free book by one of the leading biblical counselors in our nation. Wes and Jacqueline have recommended it, and we're glad to make it available to you through a visit to the pastor's study. The book is written by Dr. Ed Welch of the Christian Counseling and Educational Foundation, and the book's entitled Side by Side, Walking Together in Wisdom and Love. Now, this is a very practical book. It's aimed at everyday Christians, and it will equip you with the tools that you need to represent Christ and the gospel as you walk alongside others who, like you, are going through life's various struggles. Side by Side will help you realize that we're all needy as we walk through a world of sin and suffering, but it'll also remind you that we're all needed in the kingdom of God The best help is always given by those who have received help. That's lesson number one in biblical counseling. Well, to get your free copy of Side by Side, Walking Together in Wisdom and Love by Dr. Ed Welch, email me at visitpastorbill at gmail.com, visitpastorbill at gmail.com. That's all one word, visitpastorbill. Request the book side by side, but you've got to send me your mailing address or we won't know how to get it to you, okay, because we do want to get you on the road to becoming a biblical counselor. Again, the book is side by side, and the request Visit Pastor Bill at gmail.com. My thanks to Wes and Jacqueline Tubal of Hope Counseling Services. That's hopechapelhill.org, Chapel Hill, North Carolina, for being my guests on a visit to the pastor's study. Remember, Sunday is the Lord's Day. Be sure to set apart time to worship the Lord in a church that's faithful to the Word of God. And remember, too, everyone needs a pastor. You've been listening to this week's A Visit to the Pastor's Study, a ministry of Reformation Metro New York Incorporated in the Orthodox Presbyterian Churches of Metropolitan New York and Connecticut. For more information on the program, check out our website at www.visitthepastorsstudy.org. That's www.visitthepastorsstudy.org. Listen in next week for another Visit to the Pastor's Study. Remember, everyone needs a pastor.